Hey, everybody, welcome to the Kids Inc. podcast. I'm your host, Susan Yeager, and you have found episode seven, part one. I'm on video today, so that must mean we have a special guest, and you are not going to believe what I have in store for you. What are we waiting for? Let's go. I can't tell you how excited I am to have our next guest on the show. He started performing around Los Angeles when he was eight years old, and by the time he was a teenager, he was on one of the hit shows of the 80s. Of course, I'm talking about Kids Incorporated, and of course, I'm talking about the one and only Jerry Shirell. Let's go talk to him. Jerry, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? You. I am doing good. Thank you for having me, and thank you for starting this. It's It's been a lot of fun to uh, listen and watch the, the, the previous podcast. It's been great. Oh, thank you. And like, I've got to tell you, I, I love Tom Lynch. I love Moosey, but this is like next level because <laughs> there are only seven people from Kids Incorporated that I've never met, and you are one of them. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So this oh is God. like, I want everyone to understand the importance of this. This is a meeting 37 years in the making. So it Yes, it has. That's great. That's yes, great. So I, 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 love, I love being a part of the OG, the original. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. He's an OG cast member. Yep. Yes. Well, so this is like, every one of them is special, but this one's really special because I'm just so excited to meet you. So thank you for making the time is my point. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Let's just get started. Let's yes. jump in. Um, you were performing before Kids Incorporated. How did you get into it? How did you get started? You know, I started singing in uh, church. Uh, I went to a Catholic school. I grew up in the Valley in Woodland Hills, California. And I started singing in the church. And um, one day, I think I was probably in second grade, which makes me eight or nine. I came home and I told my mom, I'm going to be singing in the choir tomorrow. And I think it might have been something odd, like Flag Day or, or, or something, <laughs> something, you know, the religious holiday of Flag Day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because I, so I told my mom I was singing, I sing in the choir tomorrow. She was in choir from school. And um, she was like, okay. So she, she shows up to the mass in the afternoon and I get up and I sing a solo. And I didn't tell her that because <laughs> oh I was gosh. just like, I'm singing tomorrow. At, I'm singing tomorrow at church. And she just thought it was choir. So I get up and I sing God bless America. This is why I figured it was like a flag day or an odd holiday or labor, yeah. I don't, something. And um, I get up and I sing God bless America. And so I made her nine. And that's when my mother knew she was in trouble. Like, oh, yeah. this is <laughs> he's really <laughs> good. Yeah. And that day there was a woman in the congregation and her daughter was an actress who worked on a bunch of commercials and said to my mother, you know, send your kid to my kid's agent. And that's kind of just how it started. And so wow. I just went on auditions and things like that. And around the time I was 10, I was in this show called Let's Put On A Show, which uh, Marta was in as well. I think I started first and I think she joined a few weeks later. Wow. Uh, and so from the time, Marta and I are kind of the same age, from the time that we were 10 until we were 13 or so, we were in this live show. And it was called Let's Put On A Show it was a kid's cabaret and every Sunday we would perform. And it was a very light story of a play uh, about kids who wanted to perform uh, for uh, old folks in a retirement home. And we were begging to get the chance to do it. It was kind of like the old Judy Garland, uh, Mickey Rooney, let's put on a show, you know, let's right. put on a show. And our, my dad's got a barn, let's go put on a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, we, we were all in it. Uh, Marta and I were in it. Uh, Mark Price, who went on to be Skippy in uh, Family Ties, yeah. was in it. Um, a lot of other great actors and musicians who continued in the business were in this show. And there's about 14 of us from age five until about 15 or 16. 
And um, it became a thing where we would rehearse on a Saturday, we do the show on a Sunday, it was two acts, and a lot of kids would have their birthday parties there. Yeah. And um, a lot of celebrities would then bring their kids there. Michael Landon brought his kids there. Um, wow. And it started to become the other younger stars were coming in to see us, like the cast of Little House and the cast of The Facts of Life and Eyes. Wow. And so we became this thing in Los Angeles and we got a great write up in the Los Angeles time. Uh, and, the, and the kids started to be um, on the Merv Griffin show. Uh, I was on along with Marta the same day. Wow. And uh, you could see it on my YouTube. I sang New York, New York. And Marta sang, um, Marta sang uh, Avida, Don't Cry for Me, Argentina. Oh my dressed gosh. Up, dressed up as, as Avida. So wow. hers isn't online. I should, I should try to find it and upload it. I did upload my performance, but she and I were on with two other kids from the show and another time like four of the kids were on. So we started to build this thing. We started to get auditions and we started to become a thing. And um, all these celebrities were coming into town and to, to see us and Ann Jillian was coming in and all these just great That's performers. Amazing. Uh, it really became like a really big thing. Oh, wait, I had you have a picture here. Let's see if we can see, and I'll send it to see? you after. Um, oh that is my goodness. And Marta, and we're probably 11 or 12. You look so little. <laughs> and I am in a tuxedo, and she is dressed as Ava Perone for That's Vita. That's amazing. And so she would sing. She we And the fun thing about that show was that the, the us kids would just bring in so, sh songs that we want to sing. And the producers and director were like, okay, fine. And they'd find a place for it. So, uh, you know, Marta would sing Don't Cry From Me, Argentina in the middle act. Mm -hmm. We did the whole um, scene from, from Evita in this play. And I would close the And she's like 11 or 12 York. or something, yes, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Wait, here's the best part. So during that time, you know, kids are just bringing in what they want to sing. And I love pop music and I loved Broadway even standards. And so at the time, that uh, I was in the show and we were at the Roxy Theater on Sunset, which is a big, huge, I mean, literally the doors played there. Mm -hmm. So all these rock acts would be playing at night, um, you know, at the time, like uh, Missing Persons and a lot of the new wave bands would be playing at mm -hmm. night. And we were like these 12 year old kids that were taking it over this rock club <laughs> in, the, in the daytime. But I brought in songs and during that time I would sing uh, I Love a Rainy Night by Eddie Rabbit. Mm -hmm. or uh, You Should Hear She Talks About You by Melissa mm -hmm. Manchester. And then in the second act, I would sing And I'm Telling You I'm Not Going from Dreamgirls. Oh my gosh. At 12 years old. <laughs> yes, that's which fabulous. That, that is also on my YouTube, you could see. And then I would always, always, for the three years we did the show, I would close the show singing New York, New York, because wow. I was obsessed with Liza and then, of course, Sinatra. Right. And um, during that time, um, the... I always say the way that I got discovered was because of that show. Yeah. Uh, casting people or producers or someone connected to what I call the pilot, everyone else calls it the beginning. The beginning. Mm -hmm. um, connected to the pilot came in and saw us. And a lot, I think probably everyone in the show auditioned. And for some reason, Marta and I have the same agent. And the way that I recall this is that we were kind of told before we auditioned hey you guys are really hot for this you two yeah. so knock this audition out of the ballpark just a little pressure so yeah, yeah no pressure so yeah. we went in and we auditioned and i remember i had to prepare some um i had to prepare things like uh i had to repair elvis and i think i had to prepare a hollow notes and maybe a stray cats Mm -hmm. 
And I went in there and sang it and, and that was it. That was one audition and, and I got it, thank God. And Hollywood doesn't work out that way. And it doesn't, it was, I think it was just, everything was aligned right and the timing right. and it was just perfect. Um, and, and so I, I look back on my time in the Roxy Theater show, it was honestly, I'm almost gonna say more so than Kids Inc. One of the favorite best times of my life because I learned so much from it. I was clearly, uh, you know, 10 years old until I was 13, very formidable years. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and even, you know, and during that time, of course, Marta and I became close. We dated. Oh, I did we not know that. We were young childhood, mm -hmm. childhood sweethearts um, when, when we were way, way younger. Uh, and it's funny looking through stuff to find old kids and stuff. I find old little love notes or gifts we gave oh. each other when we were younger. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were oh, like I said, we were 10 and 11 years old and yeah. then we wanted to be on this TV series too. So it was just, it was all just like, it happened very fast, at least for the pilot, uh, right. the pilot happening very fast. I had heard a rumor that the show was based on seeing you guys in, uh, a play or something and I I didn't yeah. know that was if that was true or not but it sounds like I think yeah. that's probably true yeah yeah and I think from what you know um in in listening to Tommy Lynch's uh uh podcast interview with you I had learned a few things that you know obviously this was a KTEL thing you know mm -hmm. when we went into it we're like we're doing a KTEL record and TV show or maybe we thought it might be a home video right or something like that we didn't really know it was a pilot for a TV series we and we knew that like we weren't the only singers but yet somehow the story centered around Mickey and Gloria right and Renee and Stacy a little bit and when you watch the pilot you see that that's that's kind of true you know that's but yet there were so many other kids singing on that special yeah yeah it wasn't just us so I think the idea came from KTEL just wanting to really start a kids bop thing yes and not yes. And not a tv series I don't think Okay, <laughs> I, I, I see what you're saying like there. I think they just thought like, oh, this, we'll make this album and then we'll make this home video, you know. And so you thought going in, it was like a one shot thing. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't until after, and you know, did you know we where we filmed the pilot? No, you sent in an email something about Utah, and I'm like Utah, like oh, I've yeah. never heard that before. We went to Utah and we filmed it at the Osmond Studios. No the way. world famous Osmond Studios of the Osmonds. And Marta took Donnie's dressing room and I took Marie's. Because <laughs> I, I let her choose first. Yeah. And um, Donnie's was really cool because it had like a piano like motif on the wall and everything. And Marie's was a little more bohemian with like some, like this, this bamboo, like sling chair in the corner, I remember. And I was like, okay, fine, I don't care. I let her have it, you know, I let her have it. Because <laughs> again, like I said, like we were dating and we were friendly yes, again. Yes, yes. I let the lady choose, you know, I was being nice, <laughs> nice and mean. But yeah, we did this in, in, in Utah. So that's why you will see uh, no one else from the pilot in the series. They right. took and, and flew me and Marta and Stacey Renee out there. Mm -hmm. And I think we were out there for about three weeks. And it was two weeks of rehearsal and about a week of taping. And we stayed in a hotel, uh, you know, like hotel motel. Right. Um, and I believe it's Provo, Utah, which is where the Osmond mm -hmm. studio is based. We were nearby. They'd shuttle us there every day and back and rehearsals and, um, and, and tape days. And we would record also the, the songs in a studio at Osmond studios. Wow. Um, and it was, I, I went, I, I know that it was me and my mother my brother is five years younger than me. So he was probably, he's Stacy's age. 
so at the time i think he's you know eight or nine and i'm like 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. so somewhere around then um so he came with us and you know i had to like uproot my mom and brother for a good time during and i believe it was summer of 83 is what i want to say that's what i was thinking i yeah. think i think uh you and remember we what weeks. how long that took a couple of it weeks was, more it than was, it was probably about three weeks total oh, okay because okay. we had to go there we had to obviously there was probably about 10 to 15 other kids in the show with us mm -hmm. and some were dancers and some were more like lead dancers that would break out a bit and and talk and the storyline of course was very flimsy and it was very much really just about me wanting my band to audition for the soda shop right uh, and get that spot and how i didn't want a girl in my band <laughs> right. you know, like that was meanwhile it's your girlfriend that you don't <laughs> right. want in the band real yeah, life yeah, girlfriend yeah. that i don't want yeah. in the band so yeah. so uh you know it, it's interesting looking back on that what a thin storyline it is mm -hmm. uh and how it then uh became a tv series because like i said we didn't think it would I think when we got back and things were like in the can and when it got back to Hollywood mm -hmm. and was being put together, I think that's when they thought, oh, maybe this should be a TV show. How were you approached about the reboot, if you will, or making it a full-time series? Do you remember, you're like, what, we're gonna do what? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting. There was talk about it then, like I said, kind of quickly after we got um, back from Utah. Mm -hmm. And again, Marta and I were still in the same circles and um, would talk to each other. And my mother was best friends with her mother. Mm -hmm. So, and like I said, we shared an agent. So we were still close during this whole process, even though we weren't working together anymore. We weren't doing the show at the Roxy together anymore. We had left that. And we had done what we now knew was the pilot for Kids Inc. And that it was being shopped. Um, honestly, it was taking so long that I think a year had gone by. And it was interesting listening. I listened to uh, Moosey talk yesterday, but you're ready for this one. I was away. And away. <laughs> yeah, I was away. I was not, not, in I was not in Mexico. Like, like okay. Okay. I was in Pennsylvania visiting family. We would go there every summer to visit family. And we did not um, tell my agent that I was going out of town uh -oh. and we were gone for 10 days, two weeks, maybe. And all I know, all I can remember from that time is we got back, we got to my home and we were listening to the answering machine where my mother was, my mom and dad were. And on the answering machine were a couple calls from my agent and then a couple calls from a woman in production. I believe her name was Gail. I can't remember her last name. And she was like, you know, uh, Joanne to my mother, Joanne, we're really trying to track down Jerry to see if he's going to be coming to this table read tomorrow. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So I remember my mom my stopping the machine and playing it for me. And she's like, you didn't nope. hear anything about this anywhere, did you, Jerry? And I'm like, no, mom, I don't know who you're talking about. And was it like so, the day before or had you missed literally it? Like, I think it was the day, was the day before. before. Yeah, yeah. And we listened to the message the day before, if not the afternoon or night before. So my mother, I remember them asking me, Jerry, do you want to do this? Mm. And, and I said, well, yeah, let's, let's go and see what it is. Because I didn't know 
anything of what a story was going to be at that point. Right, right. I didn't know anything. I didn't even know what this series would look like, what it would take, what it would, what it would do. And again, I'm 13. What do I need to know? This is like, right. <laughs> your parents tell you this is good for you or not, or yes, do this or not. Yeah, they yeah. And I said, yeah, I, I, I think I should try it. I'd, I'd like to do this, obviously. So she immediately called the woman and I did go the very next day. And I was there for that table read. Um, and, and that is how I first read that script and kind of knew how this could be a show. Right. You know, I was like, oh, we, oh, I'm still going to be Mickey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she's still going to be Gloria. Oh, they're sisters and, and Stacey and Ryan, uh, Renee are sisters. And, you know, and, and began to learn about the character of the kid, which, which had not been cast yet. Right. So at the table read, Rasan wasn't there yet? I'm pretty sure he was not because- Probably. Okay, so here's some crazy inside scoop. The way I remember it is we started, and of course, you know, the story of Rasan, you know, getting on a plane and getting there last minute. And I knew that they wanted um, 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 an African-American, a person of color, a Latin kid, they wanted a boy. And I was like, great, because it's me and three girls. It'd be great to have a boy. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah. let's find another kid. Let's find another guy. Yeah, and um, so I knew that, I, so then they told us the story of Rasan and how he was going to come in and everything. And um, I knew of Chip Fields. I knew of her mm -hmm. as a um, acting coach and as a talent scout. Mm -hmm. I remember this at 13. I'm sure Marta does as well. We're like, oh, well, Chip is like, like bless this kid and has found this kid. This is great. Yeah. We're, we're going to have... We're gonna have another cast member. And um, I, I just remember we had in that first 10 episodes, I think, um, a backup dancer, what do I hate calling backup dancer? A dancer, sporting dancer, um, named Shanice Wilson. And she was there and she was in town. If you were someone like me, uh, and and Marta and probably Renee, you knew who Shanice was. Really? Because she is one of the greatest vocalists on the planet. She, her vocals are just insane, okay? So we would kind of do some different things together. We had done, I think, um, Marta and Stacy and I, along with Shanice, had done the Mr. T's Be Somebody mm -hmm. um, video, this home video right? about, you know, kind of like teaching kids how to be good kids and stuff. And Marta and I were in that along with Shanice. And so we'd been in the recording studio with Shanice and we're like, this girl is blowing us away. This is insane. This girl's an insane singer. <laughs> and so she was a dancer on our show. And I later come to find out, sadly, that she was there. She was not a good dancer. She will tell you this. She was, and certainly not as good as, uh, Andrea or Wendy or Aaron or uh, Mario, who were very, very um, well-trained mm -hmm. dancers, uh, as, as was Marta. Shanice was not, I was not, which we'll get to. Yes, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, um, and Shanice was not, and she was there in the background and she's struggling with the dance moves that these other kids are doing, you know, just incredibly. And I come to learn out later, you know, after the, after the first 10 episodes, and, and she had left, that she was there because they did not know if they would find Rasan. Oh. But what they did know oh. is that she was an outstanding singer. 
so talented. And then if need yeah. be, and if need be, because they were on a tape schedule, she would come in. And even if that's it were for amazing. a while, even if it were for the first 10 episodes for her to be there, whatever, that was the story. That's what I that's um, I had written down on my notes because I forgot to put that on my list of questions. And that is the biggest kid, kids ink mystery is why did she leave? Yeah. And I know that a lot of the dancers were triple threats. They could sing and dance and act. And, yes. and um, I remember Rasan saying to me one time that uh, he would sneak into the production numbers because Doreen would never put him in the production numbers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Because he also wasn't a trained, he also wasn't a trained dancer. And the thing with Shanice is I think she, I'm pretty sure she left because I think she had a development deal with a label. I don't know if that ended up being her first album that she did for AM. Right. Right. But I know that she also, I think at that time, went on Star Search Jr. Yeah. And went far in that, you know, during our break, I think. And and it wasn't for her. It would, it, it would be like, I mean, this comparison is going to sound insane, but for me, it would be like putting Mariah Carey in the background. In the back. Yeah, yeah. That's how astounding Shanice Ism was to right. me, the vocalist. Right. So, it was it's just one of those hollywood hollywood tales you know? that, well and i know that um a lot of times you take the role just because you don't know what's going to play out and you don't know yep. who's going to see you and yep. and yeah but that 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 answers a huge mystery thank you because <laughs> we you have wondered yes. yeah and that makes so much sense but yeah. do you remember the production schedule for the first season because i i, I listen i heard Tommy say that it was three weeks. I heard Moosey say it was one week. And how about this? I'm yeah. going to say we did two shows a week. Two shows. Okay. That's what I feel we did. Okay. Uh, I remember we would basically almost never have a dark week when they say like, oh, you have a week off. We wouldn't have one because during that time we would go to uh, Michael Cruz's house and we would record everything. Right. So there wasn't really much downtime in the, in the dark days. Um, but I recall us doing concert numbers in a day and then uh, concert numbers in a day and production numbers in a day for a tape day. Right. And then I remember dialogue and solo songs. Oh, okay. Okay. That's how I remember it. Kind of. So you went <laughs> for at least 13 weeks or something, right? Like a lot longer than, yeah. 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 Definitely, yeah. definitely. And, okay, and, and it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it's funny looking back, it's, it's all in a blink of an eye, but I remember so much of it and with so much detail. Um, it, it, it didn't seem like work, of course, because we're kids. Right? And I think that for the most part, at least I could say for me, I, I never wanted to be a star. Right. I never wanted to, I just want to sing. And everything right. in my career that I did then was all based on my singing. I was never hired for my acting and I certainly wasn't hired for my dancing. <laughs> and I think at the time that I got Kids Inc, I got it because of the, the show that I was in on uh, the cabaret show I was in at right. the um, and because I could sing. Do I think I was their ideal casting guy? I don't, I don't think so. I don't right. think so. <laughs> right. But I think that was their premier first prerequisite is these kids have got to be able to sing exactly yeah. exactly so, yeah they did really well they did really well um, i think so <laughs> they did great. <laughs> that's not all there's lots more with jerry shirelle in episode seven part two we'll see you there
Two quick shout outs before I wrap up this episode. First, as always, much love to Eris at kidsinc.us or kidsincorporated.us or on YouTube, just Kids Incorporated. Eris has been a huge help with all things, putting this podcast together, giving me openings, and uh, of course, doing all the research on YouTube. So Eris, thank you. A second big shout out is to my friend, Alice. She sent me this wonderful gift. It's a Kids Inc. podcast Tumblr made by Fangirl Creative. You can find Fangirl Creative on Twitter and I think other social medias, but I'm gonna say, start with the Twitter, Fangirl Creative. And I love this, let me show it again, just because it is so gosh darn cute. So she made this great Tumblr for the Kids Inc. podcast. And uh, everybody go check out Fangirl Creative. And thank you, Alice. That was such a great gift. And uh, maybe we'll have these up for sale soon. So keep an eye out for those. Thank you, guys. Hey, guys, we would love for you to check us out on social media. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see more of. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash Kids Inc. Podcast, twitter.com forward slash Kids Inc. Podcast, and Instagram.com forward slash Kids Inc. Podcast. Hope to see you there.